On Thursday, the House passed the 2022 Delaware Relief Rebate Program, a monumental and historic piece of legislation that would enable a one-time direct payment of $300 to resident Delaware taxpayers. The payment is part of a bipartisan plan to help Delawareans through recent hardships and ease the financial burden that many are facing. To learn more about the relief rebate, I spoke with House Majority Leader and sponsor of the bill, Valerie Longhurst, who has been working at a record speed to get checks in the hands of Delawareans as quickly as possible. I also sat down with two representatives that have spent their careers fighting for working Delawareans of all backgrounds to discuss recent policies that aim to economically empower the most vulnerable in our society and ensure everybody in our state has a fair shot at earning a living wage. From the Delaware House Democratic Caucus, this is Whip Count. I'm joined now by a big friend of the show, House Majority Leader Representative Valerie Longhurst, who's here to give us a little bit more information on this relief rebate program and explain the process by which Delawareans can expect their relief rebate checks to come. So, Representative Valerie Longhurst, why don't we start off by giving folks uh, an overview of this program? So the relief rebate program is a bill that provides $300 a direct payment to every Delaware resident taxpayer to help cope with the rising cost of gas, groceries, and everything else that impacted by the high inflation. And the the one thing I want to say about this bill is that we in Delaware always have our challenges. And we um, in Delaware is a unique state that we try to work in a bipartisan way. And what's unique about this bill is that it has bipartisanship, where both Republicans and Democrats, all four caucuses, got together and said, what could we do for the state of Delaware? And we talked about a gas holiday. We talked about a rebate that we can give. And we, we all came up with a $300 direct payment. And it was great because the Republicans and Democrats came together with the governor and said, we have a surplus of money. So if we have a surplus, why not give it back to the citizens of Delaware? And all of us were in agreement that this was probably the best path forward. The gas relief was not really an option because that money goes directly in the transportation trust fund, which we can't use that money. And we weren't, you know, with the gas, the gas rebate, it would be a little bit more difficult because not everybody would receive it. Right. And we don't know whether that cost would go directly to that per- to the, the person that went to the gas tank. So the best option that we came up with all four caucuses was the relief rebate. So you took the words right out of my mouth because I was just going to touch on the fact that we in Delaware are famous for our Delaware way, our way of working together. But it's so rare to see a piece of legislation come together this quickly and find agreement this quickly. So. What do you think it was that made people act so quickly to get this legislation out the door and to start providing that relief? Well, so we had a few um, bills that were filed. So there was um, some bills out there that we knew that just weren't working. And it really, it comes down to just sitting down with the leadership from all four, you know, all four caucuses and saying, hey, we all have one common goal. What's that common goal? We know we have a surplus in the state of Delaware. What can we do for the average person? And it was it was an easy agreement um, trying to decide what that number would be. It was pretty easy to come to the number of 300 because of the surplus that we have. They kind of match in the line. And so, you know, we just sat down and we talked about it and we knew that we all, you know, we may serve different parties, 
but we all care about Delawareans. It's not a Republican. It's not a Democratic issue. It's an inflation issue. And if we have surplus, we should give it back. And that's what that's what we all it was just it was unanimous. It was just it, it made sense. Right. Yeah, no brainer, I would say. I mean, especially given these unprecedented prices that we're seeing, we know what's really uh, hitting the most vulnerable Delawareans, the hardest people that rely on their cars to get to work, people that need to feed a family, and the prices are becoming higher and higher at the grocery store. Um, so with that, I know people are going to want to know how quickly are they going to be seeing the money? What, how is the process going to look, and what's the time frame looking like? So once uh, the, the bill actually just got out of committee today, it will go on the House floor tomorrow. And then next week it will be in the Senate and get passed through the Senate and the, in the House in their committee and then on the floor. So then we will be in a two break. So the bill will go to the governor to sign. So once he signs, it will be six weeks from there that the checks will come out. We're hoping the end of May, very beginning of June. But there's one pocket of population that we do have to talk about. You know, this will this direct payment will go to the 300 will go to over 600,000 Delawareans. But there are some Delawareans that didn't file um, an income tax return in 2020. So basically, those who did not file an income tax because they weren't required to are still eligible for the $300 relief rebate. And that's uh, these covers those who didn't earn enough pay to file income taxes like seniors or students or the very poor. Somewhere around 150,000 Delawareans could fall into that category. And the Department of Finance will comb through that database held by other state agencies like the DMV and find more residents who are eligible for the rebate and send them checks as they are identified. Within the six months, the Department of Finance will set up a secure website for eligible residents who weren't identified by other means to request their rebates. So we are going to make sure that we give this relief rebate to everyone. The quick check will go out to those that did file the income tax return. But I don't want anybody to worry that our seniors, because we do get calls from them, that we will be taking care of you. And we will make sure that check won't come out right away. But hopefully by, you know, by the fall, we'll have those checks out to everybody. So it sounds there's going to be a lot of fail safes in there to make sure. And I think what was the number? It's hundreds of thousands, right? Do you have a, an approximate number of how many Delawareans? So 600,000 for the people that filed their income tax and then 160. So then that's, you know, seven, 800,000 people. Wow, that's going to be quite an undertaking in, in such a short amount of time. This is more than fast track. This is like light speed that this is all happening. So it's such an impressive feat to accomplish. Well, I have to I have to give props to the Department of Finance because they're doing, the secretary's doing a great job. He turned it around quickly, started thinking of ideas how we get to the other people that didn't file the income tax return. So this has truly been a, um, not only bipartisan, but uh, from the governor, the executive branch to the legislative branch, we're all working together frantically to make sure that we can get this done ASAP. I think that's something to be proud of. It's an all-hands-on-deck approach because there is such immediate need in our communities. And speaking of this immediate need, I'm sure you've heard from constituents being the majority leader, having a high profile. You probably heard from media outlets. So what has the feedback been like that you've experienced so far? Well, first of all, the feedback were the people that didn't file the income tax return. They were asking, how, how am I going to get this? So that's what we had to get out to make sure that the public knew that everybody's going to have a chance to get it. But I've been getting very positive feedback. Feedback. And I could tell you when I go to pump my gas and I'm standing in line and people are complaining at the gas pump, I want to say, we got a bill coming out soon that's going to help you with your gas. Um, but, I, you know, I don't say that. I don't explain that. But um, I can 
can tell you people are coming up to me and say it's great that the state finally realizes this and with the inflation that's going on that they're going to give back the money give back money to i mean this is once i've been down here for 17 years we've never given money back to um average delawareans so this is a once in a lifetime and i'm hoping that it will help a lot of families and uh, just to finish this up here i know that there have been also concerns with the positive feedback that how is the state going to pay for it? I know you've mentioned the surplus a few times, but for those that don't understand, can you explain just what a monumental surplus we do have and how this is not going to affect any other services or any other part of our finance or revenue system? So this money is coming from this this past year. So money has already been appropriated. This is additional funds that we got for this this year. And so we're able to take that money because it hasn't been appropriated to anything else. So with that surplus, we had no idea we were going to get that big of a surplus. So it just made sense to use that money in a way that can give back to Delawareans. And I think that's a good place to end. But is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrap this up? I just want everybody to know that, you know, down here in in Dover, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, executive branch or legislative branch, we hear you, we understand, and we hope that this provides some sort of relief for um, all Delawareans. Every resident Delaware taxpayer will feel the immediate benefits from the relief rebate. But for years, House Democrats, especially the two that we're about to hear from, have been championing policies that ensure wagers make a decent living, help Delawareans get the workforce training they need at little to no cost, and allow low-income families and individuals to keep more of their hard-earned money. So we are joined now by two state representatives that have both had a long history of sticking up for working Delaware families and, and helping people get through economic downturns. So I want to welcome Representative Ed Ozinski and Representative Paul Baumbach. Welcome to the show, guys. So I want our listeners to know that you guys are legit and that you really do have a background in these matters. So Representative Paul Bombach, we'll start with you. Can you talk about your background in finance and how that's really impacted the way that you advocate for policies? Uh, so I've been working in the field of finance for, oh geez, 15, 20 years, something like that. Uh, but in the legislature, uh, and I've advocated for economic uh, justice uh, before I was elected, but starting in 2012 as a legislator, I've uh, applied my, my background to several issues. And one of the longer-term issues was the Earned Income Tax Credit Reform, which we had signed into law last year. Uh, multi-year uh, effort to get it done and bring it across the finish line, but what that does is it gives just a little bit of help uh, to the lowest-income working poor in our state. Uh, those where the way that we set up our system was not giving them any support. So uh, working with you know, a lot of stakeholders and working with the governor's office, we were able to, to get that happening. And so that's uh, more dollars to help them with a roof over their head and food on their table. Just in time. And Representative Linsinski, why don't you uh, start off with your background on labor issues and helping our workforce? Sure. Um, I was a um, graduate of Evo Tech High School, and I went right into the construction industry. Um, went through an apprenticeship, became a journeyman in the sprinkler industry. And um, so um, blue collar working uh, guy, but also my experience as a parent raising two children, a single parent, if I may mention that. Uh, I was a single parent raising two children. So I understand uh, the struggles of, um, of families that are uh, in my district and throughout Delaware. 
So why don't we start off? He just gave his big win that he had last year, and I understand that you also had a big win last year in passing minimum wage. So I'm sure many people have heard that Delaware's minimum wage will be increasing, or it has already increased. So can you give us a 10,000-foot view of what that looks like? Sure. I was happy to work with Senator uh, Jack Walsh as a prime sponsor of SB 15. Um, the minimum wage now will be incrementally raised, so we will reach $15 by January 1st, uh, 2025. So I think um, this is important because uh, those that are working those minimum wage jobs, um, the cost of living has continually increased and the wages weren't keeping up. So um, unfortunately, we had to do something about it legislatively, and now I think this is going to help a lot of uh, people. So we've got Representative Lazinski getting people that, that harder in minimum wage. And I understand that in addition to the EITC, the Earned Income Tax Credit, you've had some other legislation that's going to help people keep their hard-earned money. So do you want to talk about some other uh, economic empowerment legislation that you've sponsored over the years? Well, the, the, um, I say the, the current piece of legislation I'd like to talk about is uh, it really came to us, I think, from the state treasurer, Colleen Davis, and our colleague Larry Lambert is the lead on it, but I'm also, I consider myself as wingman on this, the Delaware Earns uh, Act. And what that does is it helps workers and small businesses that don't offer retirement plans uh, to have access to a retirement plan uh, without a cost to the employer. So it, it helps these individuals so that when they retire, when they can't keep working, uh, in addition to the, you know, the check you get from Social Security, they'll also have some, some additional dollars to, to help them really retire with more dignity. So uh, that's, that's a bill I'm very excited about, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to assist Representative Lambert on that. I think we're all looking forward to seeing that. I know that's been a huge effort. Um, we've heard about it a lot last year, and hopefully this year we can get it past the finish line. And I want to turn to another one of your legislation, which is the Elevate Delaware program. Last year we heard a lot about the Seed Plus program, which of course is, is giving eligible students free tuition at our community colleges. We've also heard about the Inspire Scholarship. But you've had a program now that specifically is for small businesses and for people that may be working in the trades, which is, I know, something that we desperately need right now. So do you want to talk about that program? Yeah, I was happy to pass um, HB 166, which was actually brought to me by the Department of Labor. Um, this will help provide tuition and some auxiliary expenses for people uh, out there working that want to upskill. So this will provide a, at least uh, $10,000 um, to these students, and it will also allow them to submit things that some people find as barriers to get to training, such as transportation and housing. So um, I think this is a very exciting bill, and it's going to help what we're going through right now with a uh, with more job openings than um, than applicants. So uh, sometimes these um, uh, people need to get back into some training, and it will help them upskill and get better paying jobs. And as someone that, that comes from a union background, being involved in your community in that way, what does it mean for you to, to advocate for these policies? Has that really informed what it means to be advocating for people in your community and to strengthen the workforce? Well, you know, I think we want to keep businesses in Delaware vibrant and everything. Like So when there isn't enough workers, then, um, like say in construction, they may go to out-of-state contractors. Well, providing these programs will help in-state contractors get the employees they need to be competitive, 
to bid and, and be awarded projects. Um, I, what some things that really upset me sometimes is when I see uh, a project going on and are all out of state license plates. So I, I wanted to run this piece of legislation to help contractors in Delaware and businesses that are competing for projects here in Delaware. You know, I think another thing that's important to, to add to that is it's not just helping those workers because I know for myself, I live downstate uh, and that's an area where it's difficult to find people. If you have a leak in your roof, you might have to call somebody from Maryland, from Pennsylvania to come fix it and it's not cheap to have those. So I think that that's an important note to understand that it's not just helping these people that are getting jobs, it's helping those in their community to be located with services nearby. So. Of Representative Bombach, I know that you were really, during COVID, working to ensure people are getting the services they need. And to that end, we've had some pieces of legislation, help people with rental assistance and other things like that. So can you talk about those programs and, and what your work on that entailed? Well, I think like uh, all of my uh, legislative colleagues, uh, we did sort of less legislating and more constituent services during the pandemic, during the worst of the pandemic. And it was taking the calls when people weren't getting their unemployment uh, file processed and, and getting answers on that. And that's critical. That's, that's the only money, you know, coming into these households at a, at a point when, you know, the, their job is shut down because of COVID. Uh, we had people who were looking for assistance on, on their rent, and there were programs. Most of these uh, programs had dollars coming from the feds, but coming through the state of Delaware through our agencies. And, you know, it's oftentimes we think, you know, as lawmakers' job is to make laws. Well, it's also that constituent services. It's connecting up our constituents with the services that are available to them at the local, federal, and state levels. Um, and that, that's been a, a big piece. You know, other things that, that, we, that Delaware did, like most states, is enhance the TANF, the food stamp uh, benefits. Um, and, you know, frankly, that, that uh, the rental assistance, keeping people in, in their homes, and for that matter, housing for the homeless. You know, during the pandemic, you had most of the people weren't traveling. So these hotels were empty. And uh, the DHSS, Health and Social Services, used that opportunity to use some uh, CARES Act dollars to, uh, to pay for housing vouchers within those hotels for families that otherwise would be out on the street. And the other thing to keep in mind about the most vulnerable, those without shelter, is when you're out on the street, you're not going to be able to wash your hands. You're not going to be able to keep your distance, you know, if, if you're huddled, you know, someplace. So there is an, an, a special vulnerability to COVID. Oh, it's a very public safety. So it's one where truly everyone came together. And I also worked on uh, learning pods, starting uh, some in Newark, um, because you had families with their kids who weren't able to on their own, zoom in and get the classwork that, you know, other children were able to across the state. So just, it was, you know, it was all hands on deck and everyone really came together on all these efforts. Sure. Yeah. Just like uh, Representative Bombag mentioned, um, we all were receiving calls about uh, helping constituents receive their unemployment. Uh, unfor unfortunately, unemployment was so bombarded with claims and then the frauds start, um, started hitting, and it required our unemployment office to spend much more time um, combing through all applicants to make sure they weren't fraudulent. But uh, these were constituents that I, was, I knew and, uh, and knew well, and I knew they did not want to be sitting home. They wanted to be working, but unfortunately, the pandemic caused some businesses to shut down. Um, but the unemployment office was overwhelmed uh, with claims. So I thought one way to help Delawareans was to 
exempt the state tax for benefits that they receive from unemployment. So I know uh, that's been very helpful uh, for constituents. My son was one of them. He, he, had, he was forced out, uh, out of work and received unemployment and he just uh, did his taxes and he thanked me for uh, exempting that income, but he still had to pay federal taxes. So he did owe the federal government for the un unemployment wages that he received, but he was very appreciative. He did not have to uh, pay for uh, his uh, Delaware taxes. And we were fortunate to be in a financial situation where we could uh, do that for Delawareans with the additional revenue that we've seen. So I think this was, Besides the rebate that we're doing, also helping those that were unfortunate enough to lose their jobs temporarily um, to give them a benefit. And the good news is they're all back to work now. So um, hopefully I won't have to do that again. So I'm glad you brought up the rebate because I wanted to ask you both, as people that have such a background in these economic issues, finance, and have close ties with your constituents, what do you think this money means for, for working families, especially that are vulnerable to this inflation? So I, I think that the uh, one of the top priorities for this is get it out fast. And for the families that are hardest hit with this, who, you know, their food, their grocery bills and their gas you know costs um, are just more than their, their budget can handle. This is going to get dollars out to them in a matter of weeks. Normally, the things we work on sometimes takes years and oftentimes it takes months. So the high priority is getting dollars out that we that we as a state can afford now quickly, um, and and that's I think it is the right way to go. Uh, and we really it's also a, a flat dollar amount, and a flat dollar amount. And we do this in other programs is designed to really help the lowest income families uh, in a greater proportion than for the higher income families. Um, so you know, frank, frankly, I can do without that check. Um, but I know that there's so many families that $300 matters so much, and that's where the flat dollar amount is a great way to go. So fast and a, a quick flat dollar amount is a great way to do it. Representative Valerie Longhurst was in here earlier, and she was talking about how quickly this is all moving, and I said, this is faster than fast track. This is warp speed. It really feels like nothing ever moves this quickly, and I think that speaks to the need in our communities and what a positive response has been. But I'll let you answer the question as well. Yeah, I see um, everything from our leadership to the Secretary of Finance has been uh, doing everything they can to get this out the door as fast as possible. So it's nice to see us all working together like that um, with one common goal, and that's to um, help Delawareans. And I just want to, to finish off on a note by saying, obviously, we don't work at the Federal Reserve. We can't control inflation. We can't control supply chain issues. But we can control here our, our response to people in Delaware. So with that, what can we do, I mean, besides the rebate checks, to support people to this time of need? Um, I think we need to share information because there, there you know, are um, efforts within the state and certainly at the federal level uh, to help out. There may be programs that people haven't had to use in the past, uh, such as you know, TANF, and they may qualify for that. Um, you know, with, in, with uh, inflation, we're getting wage inflation, but not everyone is getting that same raise that maybe the average American is. Um, and so they may be falling be below a certain uh, level at which they now would qualify. So I think 
Uh, we need to listen to people and we need to get resources and get information out to people. I think that's the best thing that we can do. And then if there is a federal effort, make sure that we are a good conduits of both those dollars, and that information down to the constituent level. And, and I see, you know, it's frustrating. I, I also have to pull up to the pump and, and buy gas and it's, um, it's tough at, at $4 a gallon. And for two years, we were at home um, doing everything by Zoom. And it's funny now that we things are open back up, we're open back down here in Dover, that now I'm driving from Newark to Dover and gas happens to be up at $4 a gallon. But I mean, that's, that's the sign of this. Uh, every, uh, you know, oil refineries and everything ramped down. Every, nobody was driving, the roads were kind of empty. And now everything's opened back up and the uh, oil and the gas industry is ramping back up. So I guess the best thing is to, I'm telling everybody to try to be patient. I think things will come back to normal once everything's wrapped up. But it's been such a rapid back opening up of everything that um, it's, it's hard for some industries to catch up to that. I think to, uh, I'd emphasize that you know we're listening. We are uh, trying to address whatever we can. Um, but I also think it's important to note that, uh, it, for instance, you know we talk about the we're not we're not on the Fed. Well, the reason the Fed is raising interest rates is that they see very bright days ahead of us. They see very strong economic growth. We're seeing good raises for employees. Our seniors, our, those who are receiving Social Security, have a big increase this year. There are good things going on, even if it's not always hitting the, the headlines. Uh, but if you are suffering uh, some real challenges, please don't hesitate to reach out to your representative or your senator. We're here to, to listen and try to help. Yeah, and you know, I serve on the bond committee, and we have a, a big influx of uh, revenue that we will be putting out there to create jobs. Uh, that's why I like serving on the bond committee so much, the Capital Infrastructure Committee, because every dollar we spend from that committee is creating jobs, and there's going to be a big influx of money into the economy. Um, so right now, we just got to get folks trained and get these openings, uh, job position openings filled, and everybody back to work. Whip Count is brought to you by the Delaware House Democratic Caucus. You can find us on Facebook at DE House Dems, Instagram, DE House Dems, and Twitter, also DE House Dems. Make sure you're subscribed to Whip Count so you can keep up to date with the latest happenings at Legislative Hall.